The reality is that in real life is so different. Very, very nice. Very quiet. Really? Yes, yeah, speaking Bonfazi like... is quiet. Oh honestly. Hello, my name is Renee Leith Manos. Welcome to this podcast, Where To From Here? Featuring conversations about luxury travel and how it's changing in every pocket of the globe. So for many, Thomas, Bordeaux is a little known town off the beaten track. Um, How would you describe your beautiful city and your hotel that really sits right in the centre of Bordeaux itself? Well, Bordeaux is actually the fourth or fifth city of France uh, in terms of size. Uh, and yes, this has been entirely renovated like these 25 past years, cleaning the facades and etc. And we rediscovered the, the architecture, which is, actually, which is actually quite similar to Paris. Actually, in France, we are used to say that Bordeaux is a little Paris. Uh, obviously smaller with a million inhabitants, like 45 minutes away from the oceans, from the very famous, at least for us, Dune du Pilat, which is a thousands of thousands of tons of sands near the sea. And regarding the the property, I mean, the hotel is right in in the city centre. It has been built like 225 years ago in front, I mean, facing the opera. This is actually the same architect. Right. What was it originally, the building, 225 years ago? That was a, how do you say, a a hotel particulier, which means that hotel is the same word, but that was for a family, for the owner who was Sacristi de Roli, who asked the architect 10 years after building the opera that was in 1799, so revolution year here in France, and that was for, for him and his family. Wow, very wealthy, very wealthy. He was, he was actually. And you you compared Bordeaux to Paris, because of course in Paris, there is an intercontinental hotel, Le Grand also, which is the same name, except yours is Bordeaux and theirs is Paris. Yes, exactly. And actually we're lucky enough to have Paris two hours high-speed train from Mm. Bordeaux. Uh, rightly and this high-speed train which takes two hours to reach uh, Bordeaux from Paris is actually three four years old not more before was three years and a half which makes Bordeaux more definitely more reachable and very easy to reach from Paris because obviously direct planes are not from all over the world to Bordeaux. And tell us about your restaurant Le Pressoir d'Ajon Gordon Ramsay is one of the most lauded restaurants in France, I would say. You have two Michelin stars. Come on now, tell us about Gordon Ramsay. Tell us all about this amazing restaurant, which I am desperate to try. Uh, yes, actually, Gordon Ramsay Pressoir d'Argent, which I'm going to explain, is actually, a, I'd say, a destination in itself. Yes, two Michelin stars is actually... Uh, the definition in the Michelin Guide is a astonishing kitchen. You must vol détour. I'm sorry, but this is in French, but it means that you have to take your car and come and eat there. Uh, and regarding Gordon him, uh, himself, let's be honest, I arrived here like five years ago, a little bit more. And because I know Gordon from the television, you know, this. Yes, uh, shouting. Uh, 
and 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 the reality is that in real life is so different. I mean, is still very uh, tall. How do you say? Yes. Uh, yeah. But very very nice. Very quiet. Really? Yes. Yeah, speaking what like is quiet. Oh honestly, honestly. I mean, I didn't spend forty eight hours nonstop with him, but he's very uh, close to the team and very uh, protective uh, this way. And he obviously has as well humor. He does not have in real life the same character that he, on television. So, which is, I mean, very cool for us. How often is Gordon Ramsay actually in the restaurant? Because he's based in the UK, right? Yes, he's based in the UK and half of the year in the US. So it's usually every two months, already one time, and he's supposed to come back next September. But then he has a WhatsApp and a video call with the team, specifically Alexandre Croix, who is the chef resident here, who worked very closely with him and his team, making sure that the Gordon's um, DNA in the kitchen is uh, is uh, is present. What what is the DNA like? What what is the food on offer at this amazing restaurant? Well, actually, it con uh, it's con it 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 is contained in in its name, pressoir d'argent. Pressoir d'argent means literally lobster press. So lobster press is like a silver master, a real show in the dining room where you first press the juice of the of the lobster then you cut the legs of the lobster i'm sorry it shouldn't be legs uh, and it, it it takes like 10 and 12 minutes with the maitre d facing your table and actually this uh, lobster press we have two in europe only one in belgium and one in france and it has been um, uh, created by the famous uh, silver work company christophe so yes. this and this is uh, standing in the center of the restaurant. I saw Regardless, that. Even though the restaurant was closed, I did see that, and I was like, "Wow, it's a wow!" Yeah. Right. Speaking about the menu, is working obviously with exclusively local products, mm -hmm. which was at at the origin a, a challenge because uh, Gordon is not from Bordeaux originally, so we have to propose and to make it happen with Gordon Heidi's of the kitchen, but with um, uh, ingredients from the, from the area of Bordeaux. And it actually works very well because that was a, a risk at the, at the opening. I mean, proposing a, something which is from all over the world except from Bordeaux. But this yeah. is not what we are and guests are expecting. And today actually, having been awarded with, with two Michelin stars since la, now six years, let's say humbly that it's a, it's a success. But also it was a risk because, you know, Bordeaux is famous for red wine and you don't drink red wine with lobster, right? Yes, you don't. Let's say you don't, but you can. And you know what? More often guests are trying different things i mean white with meat or red with a uh, fish and not saying that this is the norm today but uh, yes it can happen and you know what i would say that i like it because at the end this is what you other guests like and if you want to taste this perhaps it's not good but at the end it can be very good yeah yeah and tell me, do many of the guests dining there ask for vegan food? How much is that happening in Bordeaux at the moment? 
Well, uh, in Bordeaux, I would say not so often. Mm. Uh, specifically at Le Pressoir, very, very few demands. It's very rare. Yes. But obviously in the old dining, which is the Brasserie Le Bordeaux, at the bar, room service, we have a selection of vegan food. Not saying that it's a concept in itself for us, but obviously we have it and we're able to answer any, any kind of questions. Yeah, I think it's almost essential now to at least be able to offer something, isn't it? Yeah, yes, definitely. I was going to say sustainability. That's the other big thing we talk about a lot on this show with very luxurious mm. hotels in the world. Are a lot mm. of guests that are coming to you at Intercontinental Bordeaux Hotel Le Grand asking about your sustainability, looking for those pillars? Yes, actually they are. Um, and it, it, it becomes more and more um, a, a focus, let's say. So it's not necessarily reacting uh to guests uh requests because i have been here for like five years as i told you and it has always been part of the dna but yes today we have a specific section on the internet side because we discovered that so many guests were asking for it that it was so easy to put it on, on the internet and let's be uh, direct for some of the uh, uh seminars or congress this is a must-have this is not an option yeah right uh, which is, which is obvious. I'm speaking about this uh, for the industry. I mean, as far, as far as I know, that was not necessarily natural at the beginning of, the, of, of this. Why? Because some would consider that Lux is whatever you need, whatever you want, whatever it costs in terms of money or in terms of planet. Yeah. But uh, yes, I mean, today we're able and we're actually taking decisions that are uh, not necessarily at the first impression uh, well perceived by guests. A very, very simple example. Let's give you a very simple example, which is the temperature of the, of the swimming pool. Right. Uh, which is a daily <laughs> discussion here in Bordeaux. Right. Because it's actually 32 degrees, which is very, very high, 32 it degrees. Is. Normally it's like between 28 and 30. And because, but guests are asking for more and, and, and we, we decided, and I actually decided now 32 is far enough because it Definitely. costs a lot of in. And, you know, today it becomes, I mean, smoother and smoother because the, the explanation is quite clear. And next year, and we perhaps will have a discussion next year, is going to be 30 degrees, not being against anybody or, or but it's just logical. I mean, why eating a swimming pool at 32 degrees? So it's just a little, a little example. And tell me, swimming pools generally, I come from Australia, I'm Australian. We have, everyone has swimming pools in their backyards. In Paris, yeah. often some of the most luxurious hotels don't have pools, or if they do, the guests mm. like Parisians don't really gravitate to pools, even in the height of summer when it can be very hot. What is the mentality, the French mentality about swimming pools? I'd say that it has became more and more uh, common for okay. families to get a swimming pool. For a certain part of the population, uh, let's say uh, rich people, it can be perceived as a not good to have a swimming pool because this is not natural and not, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the way it is. 
so it's not necessarily uh, everybody that wants a swimming pool. And, and no, it's I'm not, not a luxury item. It's not a luxury item. Is that what you would say? Or it, well, it's a luxury item, but it can be perceived that shiny or, or show off items. You see what I mean? Yeah, right. That was definitely right like 20 years ago. Today, evaluating differently. But this perhaps can be a, an explanation of the reason why not so many uh, palaces swimming pool in Paris are used. But don't you think that's ironic in a country, and I love France, don't get me wrong, but in a country mm. where so many high-end brands come from there and everyone's carrying a 10, 20,000 euro handbag if they can afford it, but we don't mm. want to have a swimming pool because we might be considered to be a bit arrogant about our money. <laughs> well, yes, I mean, see, <laughs> uh, saying it this way, yeah, I, I, I follow you, but honestly, I don't know which luxury hotel in Paris does not have does not have a swimming pool so uh, I'm I, trying to I, think I think most of them do but they're not very um they're not used very often does Hotel Plaza Athene I've never I've stayed there many times I've never uh, used I think they do they have a spa yes but you know you're right I don't know no. if they have it Lemaris I've stayed there several times I don't think they do no, I mean, this. no, you're right, but actually the peninsula rates are they obviously... Do. They, they do, the yeah. big one underneath. Yeah, interesting conversation, interesting. And, and the thing is, you know, speaking about, I mean, thinking about swimming pool, the chance we have here in Bordeaux, and that was a vision of the owner, actually, is that yeah. the spa and the swimming pool is on the fifth floor. Which, which I means, love. Which just behind me, which means that you have the sky. You're yes. not in the basements. Which is the way it should be, whereas the hotels you talked about, the peninsula in Paris, when it's underground, for yeah. me, it's horrible. Like when I go to the pool, I want light, I want air, I want sunshine. And it's I think, what, yeah, and one of the magnificent things, one of the many magnificent things about your hotel in Bordeaux is sitting where you are now on the rooftop, having a beautiful bottle of French wine with friends, and then going and having a swim in the pool. Yeah, exactly. Or and you don't want it to be 32 degrees if you're doing that. <laughs> And how do you see the demands of the luxury guests changing who come on your doorstep? What are they asking for? What are they looking for that maybe they weren't looking for from you from the hotel a few years ago? So answering your question, guests here in Bordeaux first, uh, more and more we have uh, luxurious guests from many countries, US, UK, Middle East, that did not necessarily come to Bordeaux before, but had come in more and more often in Bordeaux, looking for probably first, obviously, uh, the wine. Yes. It could be part of, uh, of, of our DNA. And we are lucky enough here at the Grand Hotel to have uh, direct access to actually all of the most famous properties privately, if you want. Uh, so this is probably uh, one of the reasons. And then uh, the ocean uh, discreetly because it's huge and it's a yeah very different atmosphere, very different ambience. Your luxury guest, lucky for us and for the destination Bordeaux. Are you talking Bordeaux. about the ocean, the ocean on your doorstep or the beach, which is just a short train ride away? Uh, the beach. Many people don't realize that. And do most of your guests want to go there? And is that part of their stay? Yes, definitely. I mean, the, the usual, I mean, the more uh, common stay here in Bordeaux. So first of all, 20 years ago, they were staying outside Bordeaux in castles or everywhere. And 
uh, hypothetically came or uh, to Bordeaux for a one day at a visit. Today, they're staying in Bordeaux and uh, visiting the areas from, uh, from city center, which is obviously for us yep. located where we are a, a, a very, very good. But coming back to the common states, like four or five days trip, beginning by walking tour in Bordeaux, because actually in Bordeaux, you can do everything walking. It's not like huge, like Paris or London or even Roma, where, where I was uh, last week. Very good as well. Um, and then a one day trip on the ocean, visiting oyster farms, which are very famous. Wow. Uh, are they the big oysters or the little oysters? Which ones are they? Depends. Uh, actually, everything we would want, depending on the wow. producer. How fun. Um, I love oysters. Then second step, you have the dune du pilat, which is actually, I know, just one dune du pilat, which is a, 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 a big, big amount of, of sand, uh, tons and tons and tons facing the sea. And actually, let's say it's not so easy to climb on it, but then when you're on the top, it's astonishing the view. Uh, and then obviously uh, coming back to Bordeaux, the Cité du Vin, which opened like many years ago, uh, eight years ago, as far as I remember, entirely dedicated to the wine, not specifically to Bordeaux wine, but to the world yes, of the wine. global world of wine. I, I love that. I love that it is about the world, not just Bordeaux, because it really, yeah. it points out where Bordeaux sits in the scheme of things, which is at the top, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and then obviously wine yards, which are definitely part of each single stay uh, for guests that are staying uh, with us at Le Grand. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. such a wonderful place to visit. I mean, France is a wonderful place to visit. Bordeaux, I think it's one of France's great hidden secrets. And I also think with the changing economy, no matter how wealthy travellers are, they don't want to be spending this high money the whole time. And coming to Bordeaux, they can just spend a little bit less. They can have a little bit, you know, less cars, less people, less queues, and have mm -hmm. a bit of a chill time still with the gastronomic food, the incredible wines and incredible hotels like yours. So... 20 years ago, Bordeaux was uh, reachable with difficulty. We, we didn't have the high-speed train. And today, yes. yes, because we were able to organize a development, uh, I'd say, properly, uh, cleanly, it makes what it is today. Absolutely. And Thomas, when you, when you travel, where do you like to go? And do you travel in luxury? I, I'm, I'm in both. Both. Uh, I was last last week, as I told you, in Roma. I was in a luxury property, but but uh, I'm, I'm organizing now uh, the next summer vacation with my family, and we won't stay in a luxury uh, property. More in a not a guest house, but something like a ferme auberge, which is a part of a farm. Uh, uh, in yeah, I mean, I'm 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 okay with everything. I'm, I'm, Lovely. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a wonderful way to go. And look, I could talk to and talk to you all day, but what I have to ask you, we ask every guest on our show, Thomas, is where to from here? And it might be what you're doing today, what you're doing this summer with the hotel. Where to from here? Well, very simply, tonight, uh, a restaurant with my family. And I, I mean, I, I, 
I love, this is part of my, uh, of my life, uh, going to restaurants with friends or family. Yes. So today, just an, a text to like an hour ago. So why don't we go there tonight? Everybody's happy. Simply, but uh, yeah. Beautiful. Let's, right, yeah. Well, can I just say, you know, in Bordeaux, you have some magnificent restaurants and quite a lot of new restaurants that have popped up in the last three or four years. And, you know, the food of France, I don't care what anybody says, it really is the best in the world. Doesn't matter what you're having, whether it's duck, fish, your oysters. So I'm jealous. Have a wonderful, wonderful dinner. And hopefully you and I can catch up soon uh, in Bordeaux Please. and share more news together. Okay, thank you very much. And see you soon, everyone in Bordeaux. I'm here, here 24 hours a day. Absolutely. And we didn't even talk about your beautiful restaurant on the ground floor, which even if people aren't staying with you, they need to go there, have un coup de champagne and really look out on the opera, which is one of the absolute architectural highlights of Bordeaux. Thank you. And ask for the team and obviously myself, Thomas. Oui. Merci beaucoup, Thomas Enchanté. Thank you very much. Bye now. Ciao. Don't forget to subscribe here and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for regular travel updates. You can also hear our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.